Good evening. It's episode 18 of Play to the Whistle. You know? Man, sound like James. you should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Episode 18, man. How you got, How was your weekend? Good, man. Good, man. Can't complain. Tired. Busy day, man. What are you saying? Yeah, all good, all good. How was your weekend, Kieran? You know what? I'm, I'm waiting. We've got like 30 minutes until this game's over, so we'll see. But no, no, decent, decent still. See, talked on the other pod about how mad, how mad the week's been. So football's been a good distraction the last couple of days from some of that still. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, what was your, what was your thoughts on... Well, there's actually a lot to talk about, really. Before even the weekend started, Chris Wilder obviously lost his job, but... but yeah, what was you? What was you, man's thoughts on that? I think um, for me, I'm in two minds about it. I think having heard a little bit more, so I think I read a few bits on the BBC website, Sky Sports. I think they talked about it on um, Tifo as well, who do the Athletic. And my initial thoughts were: it's Sheffield United have had a bad season, but not the worst that we've seen. And I've, I've, I think we, we talked already around the, the mid, um, the mid kind of season predictions. We were talking about some of their games, and they just didn't quite have the squad. And they, they were unlucky in a few of the games. And some game, obviously today they got they got slapped up. Um, so I was a bit sympathetic, and I was thinking maybe it's like a Burnley thing. Like obviously they stuck with Sean Dyche. Um, they they went down, they come back up. So you could see what he was building, and their football last season was quite good that team, as long as they don't lose too many players, will probably come straight back up as long as they can get a couple of wins between now and the end of the season. So that bit was, mm, I was thinking, okay. But then you hear about all the, all the background stuff. So apparently him and the board have been at loggerheads for, for, for months, if not, I think the last 12 months. He, the signings were his choice apparently and they've, some haven't worked off and some of the other ones, there's a feeling that he's undervaluing the squad. So I think like Sander Bird, for, for example, is a player that's come to question that he's not using properly or to their full potential. And you just kind of look at it and just think, did he bring this upon himself? So it's a strange one, but as a, given that he took over the club, I think they were in League One when he took over and he took them through the divisions. It seems a bit odd and especially the guy that they're looking to bring in, I think is the ex Bournemouth manager who took over and did nothing with them so far. And then he got sacked. It, it just all seems a bit, a bit, a bit odd, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit mixed about it. I think, I think it would have been nice to have seen him stayed, but I don't know, t Um I don't know how much that you've read around it and, and heard around it. What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think it's, um, I think it's a bit of both. I think you got to look at, the way that um, is it is it Prince Abdullah the, the the guy that owns the club now? So I think there was always tension between the two of them. Um, I think if I go, I'm sure if my my memory serves me right, that I think the first press conference that they had together, one of the things that Wilder said was that he's a hands-on manager. He basically he wants to keep control of the the day-to-day running of his players in the club itself. Um, and obviously there's talk now of trying to get get someone in to kind of oversee a bit of that, um, which I think was probably the the final straw for for, for Wilder. Um 
but yeah, I think a lot of the the, the signings that they brought in, uh, Sander Burge, like you mentioned before, obviously Rian Brewster was twenty three and a half mil. Ollie Watkins, uh, sorry, Ollie McBurney. What I was going to say about Ollie Watkins is they should have brought. We've discussed this before. I do think had they probably used that money that they used for Rian Brewster to go and get Ollie Watkins. Uh, then I think that would have been a better sign and it would have been what is it they've got four wins this season I think something like that so they went from um, I'm sure they they literally went up and from September up until January without a, a win so if we're basing it on the fact that they've gone all that that period of time without a win I think they won that they've probably the first game of the season or the second game then they didn't get another win till January so if you're basing it off of that, then I can I understand that. And obviously there's been tension. Just a couple of the players have come out as well and they've said certain things around the lack of, um, like, you know, there's not, the team The team wasn't right in terms of it wasn't gelling. So there's been discussions around that from the team as well. But I just think from, like you said, you know, you brought them up from League One, um, obviously through the ranks, through the leagues, they've done really well last season as well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it was going to be inevitable. There was always that tension there anyway between the, the owner or the, the, I think he's now the majority shareholder, so the owner um, and, and Walder. So I think it was going to happen eventually anyway. Yeah, I think when you when you look at the results um, and it was like another team down there with a different manager, you'd probably say, yeah, that you can see why he's been sacked. It's understandable. But I think, like what you both said, yeah, I think I think when he took them over, they were like mid-table in League One. He's got two promotions. Played very good football as well. And just missed out on Europe last season. I think it'd be... I, I just think... Obviously, they were arguing anyway behind the scenes, as, as Kieran said, yeah. But I, they should have kept him in charge, man. Like, because I can't see how another manager comes in there and they come back next season, I don't think they will be now because I think a lot of the players in that team, it's a bit like what I said about like Bielsa and Leeds before. I, I don't think that's a Premier League squad and I, I think it was his coaching more than anything that got them to the Premier League and got them playing the way they was. I don't think there's hardly any ability in that team. They were punching well above their weight and... Had he stayed in charge, I think they would have came back. But without him, they're going to have to invest a lot of money in that squad because that team wouldn't come back with like without him in charge. Like what? Say similar to what Norwich done last season, and they've they're going to come straight back. And same with what you said about Burnley when they kept him, they came straight back as well. But it's it's because of the managers. I think this is another case of it. And it'll be good to, it would be interesting to see where he goes next because I think he's a fantastic manager, man. And he's, in, he's innovative with some of his, like, like with some of his coaching. He's obviously a good man manager because then players were running through walls for him. And I think it's what you said is the truth. I think had they got the signing, especially up front, because I think Sanderberg is a quality player, but sometimes, especially when you play centre mid, it takes you a while to get used to the pace of the league because you don't have the time on the ball that you do in the other leagues. Like you just, it's, you know, you've got to decide what you're doing with it quickly and get it done in the Prem. So I think, you know, a season in the champ and he comes back, Berg would be a better player, but up front, 
And same with Brewster. Brewster might be a good player in the future, but you, obviously they needed a centre-forward that could score goals like straight away and it's not happened for them. I think that's what's killed them the most. But yeah, they're going to they're go down and I think I don't see them coming back next season now, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's um, you got me thinking, Jesse, about... Firstly, about um, the manager and what happens to him next. But um, I'm going to throw a question to to both of you. I'm going to start by throwing it back at you, Jesse. Um, Who's to to blame for this? Is this this an issue with the board that you think has caused this breakdown, given kind of what we know roughly about what's happened? Or is this solely at the blame of, of, of the manager, given that he has had quite a bit of control? You know, it's his team. He's he's, choose, he's chosen to buy some of those players. I mean, it could be a bit of both. But where do you think the majority of the of the buck kind of um, lies? I'll put this one to you, Jesse, to start with. Yeah, manager's always got to take some of the blame because, especially if he's has most of the power and he's had the say on the signings and they backed him and brought players in, then yeah, he's got to take a bit of stick. Selections have been wrong sometimes, probably as well. So managers have to the brunt of it sometimes but yeah like when you get to January and because they bought Brewster in August didn't they if I remember correctly yeah you get to January you see it's not worked you're in a relegation battle they didn't bring nobody in did they in January so that the board's got to back their manager especially if he's had success there for the last five years regardless if you're a new board or not you don't like rate him in the long term, you've got to want to stay in the Prem. So you've got to do something in January if you really want to stay in the league. So you've got to bring players in, especially a striker to, you know, add goals or something in midfield that's different to what they've already got. But also, like I said, like, I don't think that squad's good enough, really. And I think he had them punching above their weight because they're going to go down now. And I'll be, I'll be surprised like, if the teams that are in the Prem or the teams coming up take any of their players. Really, like, I might be wrong in that, but, you know, apart from John Fleck, you know, maybe one of the centre-backs, you know, most of them players would be at Sheffield United next season. Yeah, probably throwing, um, is Baldock is still there, isn't he? The wing, the wing back. I think he's, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, good, he's a good player. What, what, what about, um, what, what about you, T-Dot? Who's, who do you think's more to blame for the situation that Sheffield United are in now and particularly the way that maybe the board have gone about it? Is it the manager ultimately with his signings? What, what's your thought on, yeah, who's more to blame? I think, I think like Jesse said, doesn't it? I think it's just a bit of both, but obviously yeah, the manager takes a lot of the blame for me personally because end of the day, you only get the results from the team that you manage and the team that you, he's got to take a lot of the blame. We don't know if them signings were his, so... It looks like they were, but um, I think I'm sure he wanted he wanted a centre back, didn't he? At one point, and the board said that they they weren't going to sign him. I'm sure, sure that was something that whether that was which window that was, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he wanted a centre back, and um, the owner said no. So, you know, he's obviously trying to strengthen where he probably feels he needs to. Um, but then they like they did spend a lot of money. Like I can't remember how much. Yeah, like I said Brewster was twenty three and a half mil. Uh, I think. Ollie McBurney was 20 mil, I think, as well. Mousset was 10 mil. Something like that. So, yeah, I think it was about 12, 14, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, that was 
whoever, sorry to cut you, man. Whoever sanctioned that Musa one was having a mare because yeah, that's a dreadful signing. This is this is what I'm saying. Then it, it, they're not going to sack. You can't sack the owner. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So the the next person who's getting sacked is the, the gaffer. And I think based off results and we can say that he got them through League One and the, the rankings there. That's that's great. But from a from an owner's perspective, it's the owner that has the final say in it. And and to be fair. If if he didn't bring them through League One and and this than that, like would he be getting the praise? I'm just playing like devil's advocate a little bit. Would he be getting the praise that he gets in terms of what he's done? Let's just say, for instance, he came in there in the championship, he got them promoted. He can't live. How long is he going to live off that merit of of that? Oh, I got them. I got them through the the English league, so I should keep my job. Like they hadn't had, they hadn't won a game in in four months or something like that. So. I don't know. Maybe it's the right thing for both that he goes. They can try and reassess what they need to bring in in terms of, like you said, Jesse, I don't think they'll, I didn't think they were going to come straight back up anyway with him in charge, if I'm honest, but it's even more difficult now with him not there. But I think he's a good manager. So I don't think in terms of like him struggling to find another job, do you know what I mean? I think he will definitely get another job. So, I think it works best for both. He didn't want to be sort of dictated to if they're going to try and bring in someone to to do that above him. So it just it just works about well for both, isn't it? No, I, I agree. I think I think the reason why that question came up is um is just something Jesse said about him being a good coach, and I, I totally agree. And um, you can see tactically, like it, the world, you know, he, he draws his players really well on the um you know on the training ground, whether it's him or or his coaches, um. But yeah, there, there were there were a few things, and I think yeah, ultimately, the the buck does um the buck does stay with him because they look like they were genuinely his signings, um, and the the, look, the board looked like they wanted to go in a certain direction with the structure of the football club. I feel like where the border to blame is that if they were thinking that anyway, they should have done like a Southampton thing, you know what they did with Nigel Adkins because they already had a model. Um, which I think we all know. So they sacked him early because they wanted to go a different direction. I'm not saying that a fantastic club that's finishing top six every season, but they haven't been relegated, I think, since they've come back up. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've been in the, yeah, since t- 2012, isn't it? So um, that's why I feel like they've made a bit of an error there. And it, it's a shame. I feel like with Chris Wilder, he can only really take a team that's going to allow him full control in the premiership, which I don't think will happen. And the only time you do get that autonomy is usually lower down the leagues. And he's in danger, dependent on his next move. He's going to end up being like a Neil Warnock type manager, really good at getting teams out of the championship, out of, out of league one or whatever. But when, when, when it comes to the premiership, question marks. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be, I, I'm interested to see where he'll end up next, but, he doesn't strike me as a a manager that lots of teams will be scrambling for, like you would with a, a Sam Allardyce or you know at the time a Mark Hughes. He was obviously quite popular among those teams as well. I, I don't, I don't personally see it. I see him more as a, you know, if if a, a good team in the championship is struggling and mid table, then maybe they would bring him in because he can work with that squad. But I don't know. That that was just my my kind of thoughts really. No, I definitely don't think um, he was just living off like the promotions because his team played very good football, and when it, you have to remember what they did last season, like they was nearly 
they nearly got into Europe. Like it weren't just you know him living off that. Like he, they were comfortable last season. They were nowhere near relegation. They did really well. I didn't mean like I didn't mean that though. I meant like in terms of like we we both all said that he got them through League One, this, that, the other. Like, yeah, that's but not, I'm that's saying not, I don't. That's think... not a reason to keep his job. Is what I'm saying. That's not. Oh no, no, no. But I think he's done. I think the way that they play and the squad that is there also shows how much of a job he's done. Like that's it's not it's not the best of squads. It's not a Premier League squad. Yeah, but they, had, they didn't win a game for four months. So, but I'm, well, I suppose no, no, what I'm I saying know. is, I, I... like, they didn't win for that that period of time. What what is the reason for that? If we're saying that he's a good manager and that they've got a decent squad, which relatively they're not the best squad but they like you said they nearly got Europe last season what happened in between that time for them to be that poor coming into this season I suppose is what I'm, I'm asking I suppose yeah but I, I think I think they just ran their course though like I feel he squeezed everything he can get out of them and they probably needed more than they had and maybe obviously they've spent a lot of money and signed players and it's not worked out so part of it is definitely his fault and any manager if they're not really on a winning run for four months, like would get sacked at any level. But yeah, I, I think I think he'll be fine in the long term, and I think he'll get another job. I think he'll get another team promoted as well. I think it won't be the last time you see him in the prem. And I, I think he can manage in a setup like that with a director of football. I think obviously a lot of managers when when it's not there originally to start off with when they've been there, and then it comes in while they're there. It's hard for them to get used to it. We've seen that at loads of clubs, isn't it, with loads of different managers, but. If you come in to a club that's already got that, then I think he can definitely work within that setup because majority of teams have that setup now anyway. There's only you can probably count the amount of teams that don't have that in in like in the football league. So I I think the way how he is and the way he coaches and what he's done, he'll definitely get another job. And I definitely think he'll be able to get another team to the Premier and stay there. I agree that I think he's a really good coach, uh, excellent tactician. He shows a lot more in that than certain other managers that are currently in the top four um, this season. But I think with his, I think with his, the way, this whole situation is quite telling and for two reasons. One, he didn't, from what, has been said in all the various different media outlets, he doesn't seem to be flexible in the way that he wants to work in a structure. And and two, um, it looks as if he's not that good with with signing play. He, it looks like he needs that, which is quite worrying. So if you're if if there is this idea that he's got this inflexible nature of working within different structures, and he he hasn't got a good record in the transfer market in at the Premier League level, I don't see how he will then get a job. In the prem, I think added to that as well. Looking at last season, I think it was like that kind of Ipswich kind of hull, uh, hull effect, where you know Nick Strips came up and they had um, uh, what's the guys? Is it Marcus Stewart? I want to say, or when they finished and they got the the UEFA uh, Cup. It was that years in the nineties and the whole um, the year when they came up. You know the season when Chris Brown gave them all the telling off against Man City, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think no one really understood. Phil Brown. Phil, Phil Brown. Brown. You know, I say Chris no. Brown. Yeah, he said breezy, yeah. Oh, my bad. Maybe he did it anyway. He's just, you know, singing and ting, but um, <laughs> you can leave that in. But um, I'll send up Paul Merced now, isn't it? Listen, we can't keep it serious here. Yeah? We need to we need to have a bit of we need to have a bit of um, banter in it. But um 
yeah, not, of course no, not. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to drop that joke actually but <laughs> don't draw any jokes about cars <laughs> no but, but coming, 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 coming back to my point I think a lot of teams didn't know how to play against that formation particularly with the inverted wing backs and the kind of centre backs that bombed on I think once once Hmm? Yeah, the overlapping centre-backs. It was bananas watching them sometimes. Yeah, no, it was really good. But I think once they, they got used to that, they didn't, they didn't do... Their form fell off quite badly last season. And like Theo, uh, T-Dot was saying, they didn't really capture that this, this season. Like they just... They really, really struggled. So there's nothing in Sheffield United's time in the Premier League that tells me he's a Premier League manager. It just tells me he's a very good tactician and a very good coach. So I, I, I'd be surprised if we see his next job in the Prem. I, I'd, I would think it would be at the top tier of the championship, personally. Um, but I do like yeah, him I agree, as a manager. I no, I agree. I think he can get a team back. I think his next job will definitely be in the championship. And I think that makes sense as well. One thing I say about Sheffield United, though, with their form, and I think, I've, said, obviously I've said this loads of times on the pod, I do think they're one of them teams, and it sounds cliche because most teams are like this, but I think where some teams have benefited not having their fans in the stadium, I think it's really hurt them because I think they're one of them, like, you know, them proper, like, I don't just want to say up north, but them teams that have, like, they come from a hard-working background and, you know, their fans really get behind them and they're the 12th man and it, you know, gives them, their players an extra 10 or 20%. I think they're one of them teams that have suffered from not having their fans in the stadium. Whereas I think it's benefited certain teams definitely, which I'm not going to name because I don't want to piss their fans off here. But where it's benefited some teams not having their fans in the stadium, I think it's really hampered them. And um, look, yeah, we'll have to see what happens in the next season. I I don't see them coming back. Um, I do see... West Brom and whoever the other teams are that go down, I, I see them being in the in the conversations that come straight back up. But them, I think they, I can't see them coming back, man. I think I think it really depends on for me as well how the board manages next situation. Because I think I touched on this point before, but the guy that they've brought in, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's the. It looks like it's going to be the ex Bournemouth manager. I don't understand that. That 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 to, to me, the end of the season. Yeah, but why? It's not. It's not. I think I saw today that it's just. Um, yeah, like it's, it's just. Sorry, interim, just, but you're on about the caretaker manager they've got in now. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. Heck, heck, bottom. He won't be there. He won't be there um, next season. He's just there yeah, to see. Really out. Said, yeah. Yeah, he's that's, just there to see out the relegation. No, this, 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 this is what I'm saying. I'm just, I just want to know what they do next because if they bring in someone mm-hmm. who's, for example, I know he's at um, Forest now, but Chris Hewton, that to me tells me that they they've spoken to the right people and then they know what they're doing or that you know they're getting a manager in of a certain calibre. Um, if they, I don't know, offered this guy longer terms, he's had a couple of good results or someone random comes in, you know, like a, uh, a name, you know, from abroad or something. You then have to start to to wonder what what they're thinking. Um, but I I'd, I'd hope to see that they'd bring in a manager that maybe plays a similar style of football, look and work with the players because that that squad is more than capable of coming back up. Nick, nick a couple of um, of the championship strikers because that's what they, they usually do. Teams go down, they buy the best 
striker and midfielder from the championship um, or from the teams that didn't go up and then they go back up, that guy will score 30 goals in the season or they'll buy, is Jay Boothroy still around? Um, they'll, but they'll buy, you know, they'll buy, they'll buy someone and, and um, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a really good player. He just, he, he knew him, players like Cameron Jerome, they knew that, that league really well and he scored, they scored a lot of goals and they were always the go-to guys on loan or permanent um, so if they do that, they'll they'll come back up and same. Like I I I think Newcastle will go down, which is I know is a different conversation, but Newcastle, I don't think Burnley will go down. Brighton, I think they won today as well. They're probably not going down now. Um, but yeah, you know, those sides will come up. West Brom, they're a yo-yo club. Like they, whether we like it or not, it's just facts in it. They go down and come up. They've been doing that for the last 10, 20 years. Sheffield United, I think, depends what the board do. They could they could be a West Brom or a Burnley, they could be a Blackpool or a Portsmouth for a, um, for want of a better phrase, a Nottingham Forest, a QPR. Um, we've made some really bad decisions um, over the years. Yeah, I can't lie, man. I'll be honest, I don't think we're seeing them again for a while. But you might be, you don't might be right. They might be in contention. They might keep most of their players and add to it, add a striker and they might be able to come back. But I, I can't personally see it, to be honest. I think they'll be done for a while now, man. But we have to see, man. We have to see. Just just a quick one for both of you, actually, just while we're, while we're there. Relegation, I think we've got 10, is it 10 games left? Nine? Yeah, 10, nine games left, depending on what team you are. Um, we, who's taking up that final place? It looks like West Brom are, are probably done now. He's, he's joining them and Sheffield United as things stand well we know Arsenal safe now because they, they hit the 40 point mark today so um, <laughs> good for them I think um, um, it's you, basically... must, you must really want not want Nas or any other Arsenal fans to come back on this pod today <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, no we'll talk about them later but um, everyone's just mad yeah and I think I said it on the pod two weeks ago or last weekend, yeah, that I've got to, you know, I didn't think Fulham were even going to get 10 points this season. From the way they started the season, I thought that they were dead and buried, like, and especially they were, they weren't just losing games, they were getting battered in games at the start of the season. So for them to even, like, they're on 26 now at the moment. To be on 26 points at this stage of the season, I'm absolutely shocked. And Scott Parker has done a fantastic job, man, to to get them back in contention. Because I thought I thought he was done. I thought he was going to get sacked. And yeah, I thought they would be where Sheffield United are now. But yeah, they've done a terrific job, and they've their form has dragged everyone teams that we didn't think were going to be in it right in the mix now. You know. Newcastle, I don't. Brighton are only on twenty nine points. Newcastle on twenty eight. Burnley, I think Burnley personally will stay up, but I think it's, I think Brighton or Brighton and Newcastle are definitely in there, and I think one of them could potentially, like, be dragged down, especially in the form that New Fulham's in at the moment. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, man. I think. I think new for me. I just think Newcastle haven't got. I don't know why they didn't. Not that I'm into sacking managers, but I think when you speak to Newcastle fans, 
you know, they wanted Steve Bruce gone two months ago, three months ago. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I think for, for me, I think like you said, Jesse, Fulham have just have just done what they needed to do, drag themselves, give themselves a chance to, to stay in the Prem. And to be honest, when you look at the team as well, like they look like a team that wanted, like they're fighting for each other. Do you know what I mean? They're fighting for Scott Parker, whereas Newcastle, you look, you watch them and it's totally different. They're like, they're just, yeah, they're just playing for the, the pay packet from what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? So I think, for me, I think Newcastle, I think they'll go down, um, obviously with West Brom and, and Sheffield United. Um, and yeah, I agree with everything both of you just said in terms of like West Brom, sort of the yo-yo that they are. Um, but yeah, I think Newcastle will go down. I can't I can't really, I'm surprised they've stuck with Steve Bruce as long as they have because I think there was talk about him going in it before and he's still there now and the fans have lost faith in him. It looks like the players have done the same as well. So, but um, it's close, man. It's going to be close. There is a, um, oh, go on, go on. No, go on, Kieran, go on. I was just going to say, just quickly um, touch on what you said, what you said there, T-Dot, about the Newcastle players playing for their pay packet. Um, there is a there is a well-known rumour that when Steve Bruce was at, um, oh, what, was it Sunderland he was manager? I think this is obviously, would have been mid-2010s or early-2010s. He, um, that was his team talk one of the days. Um, I have it on good authority from a player um, that was in and around the squad that that was a team talk one day. Go go and earn your money. Um, <laughs> take that, take that. You know how you want to, but yeah, it, does, it doesn't surprise me that they're playing like that. I think I think he he's done obviously some good jobs at lots of places, but I, I agree. I just that is just a crazy situation for a club that size that we've seen over the past. 20, 25 years, you just like sign the right kind of players for them, put the right person in charge, get a good scouting team. They can be hitting it with, they should be up there with the Everton's and probably the Tottenham's. Um, trying to think, I'm trying to think who else is around it, like the West Ham's, the Aston Villas, like they should be in and around that part of the table really if they would have invested properly and it's not as, it's not as if they haven't invested like they've they spent peas it's just it's that club has just been so badly managed I can't it's it's sad to see them where they are because um, they really didn't need to be there you know with that though yeah like like it gets said a lot but what have they what have they shown us like last 15, 16 maybe 17 years that they should be where they are or in that kind of conversation because they don't fuck all in it. I'm talking about the infrastructure because they've, oh, okay. they've, won, they've won as many trophies as Spurs. Not And this isn't a dig at Spurs fans, it's just facts. Mm. Um, they And that last, Mike Ashley's been in charge the last 15, 16 years, hasn't he? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. saying with the size of the stadium they had, the success they had in the 90s and the early 2000s as well, the kind of players that they can attract, because they can still attract decent, like they've had some good players that have played over the years, like guys that have gone on to win um, Premier Leagues, um, do, do you know what I mean? And um, other uh, Champions Leagues, I'm thinking Wijnaldum, Denver Bar. They've had some really good players there. Kabaya went to PSG. Um, so I, and you know, they spent, was it 45 million on Joe Linton? Obviously I know that because of, of FM, but they, they spent some good money on, play Almiron I think wasn't cheap either. It's just crazy. Like if you look at the the the, the 
good signings that West Ham have had that have done well and are why they are where they are. Newcastle spent similar peas. If you look at um, you know, your Southamptons, your Aston Villas, your Crystal Palaces, there is no reason why Newcastle should be below these teams. And they've had a 50,000, 55,000 seat stadium. When, when was that? When, when was it increased to that capacity? Like in the 2000s? They, they really should not be where they are. Yeah, I, I think they, yeah, one season under Pardew, they got into Europe as well. They were brilliant that season uh, with Papi Cisse when he was on smoke. But um, I, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm, I just see them as one of their clubs. They're just a yo-yo club. Like, same thing what you said about West Brom. I think they're just a yo-yo club. They'll stay up for a couple of seasons. They'll go down. They'll come up, stay a bit. But you know what the fans problem is, don't it? Fans get on it. Go on, 50,000 fans. I hear all of that, but it's a bit... Uh, I think the even if is... when... Sorry, go on, go on. No, no, I think the owner, the owner's not put his hands in his pocket and he's run the club mm. like a real business. He's run it like which... it's Sports Direct and Flannels, do you know what I mean? Literally. Yeah, which is... He hasn't run it like thing. a football club. No, he's That's not running it like a football club, but he's running it like a business. So it's a good and bad thing. But from a football point of view, he's run it poorly because obviously you want you know, to spend loads of money and buy players and all that. And he's definitely not done that. I don't, I don't rate him as an owner, by the way, but, you know, the books are good there, isn't it? But also, we'll, yeah, we'll see when he sells the club. We'll see if they can really live up to this talk. Because I've been saying it for time now, like, as if, like, you know, once he leaves, that they're going to kick on and suddenly become something that they was when we were youths. So I, I just don't see it, man. I, I I genuinely believe that if they had a if they had an owner like similar to the current Leeds owner or the current Everton owner, I'm not saying that they would be you know um, finishing top four every season, but they would they wouldn't even be worried about they they'd be comfortable top ten probably every other they'd be like Everton of the of the David Moyes days. Um, I I know they haven't won anything for a while. I'm not I'm not. I'm not basing it on form, I'm just basing it on what they've got available to them. They're the biggest club in that part of the country easily now, and they have been for the last number of years. Even when they were in championship and the other teams were in the Prem, they were still the they were still the team to be to, to go to in that in that region of the country. So and if uh, we I mean, this is neither here nor there, but if they got um investment like Man City got, Chelsea got, for example, they they would they would be in top four. You can say that about most teams though, to be I was fair. gonna say that, yeah. Yeah, but like they're not. They're not of West Brom though, because West Brom. If you look at the size of their stadium, they're yes, they've they they do have a good history and they have had some really famous players that have played there. But right now, they're not built for. Do you know what I mean? The infrastructure is just not in place for them to do things that Newcastle could do as well. It's the same reason why Everton are moving to a bigger stadium. Um, I, th- I can't remember if the plans have been sorted now or, or it's been agreed, but once they do that, that just takes them onto another um, uh, another um, area. Same with Liverpool. They, they they needed to have that stadium expansion because it was holding them back. I'm not comparing Liverpool to Newcastle or West Brom. I'm just saying that having the stadium, the infrastructure, all of that stuff, New- Newcastle actually have that there. So it's surprising and sad that they just haven't done that. But obviously this isn't a Newcastle episode and... Um, they probably will go down and we'll probably be talking about them in a year saying, oh yeah, it's good that they're coming back up. You know, I remember with the days of Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer when they were punching lumps out of each other and Alan Shearer banging, you know, 200 odd goals and Fistino Espiria scoring hat-tricks against Barcelona and, you know, but 
yeah, it's just it's just a shame. I think that's one club that with the with the right run properly and not even with a sugar that he probably could have done really well. Yeah, man, they're they're a good throwback Thursday club, isn't it? Like yeah, loads of memories and that and <laughs> all that stuff, isn't it? But yeah, I think they're gonna well, they're they're down there and you know Bruce ain't done well this season. Um, and they're down there with definitely with Brighton and Fulham definitely have a good chance of surviving now. I mean, yeah, credit to him, man. He's done fantastic. He's, but he's done really well, man. All the lone players that came in, they're working hard for him. He he must be a great man manager, man, because they've got, and obviously Fulham have got very good players. There's some ballers there as well. Let's like, to be honest as well, yeah. But yeah, credit to him. He's, he's done a good job. We'll see if he can finish it. I hear that. Obviously, I know. I know you're talking about. Um, well, I say you, but we were talking about the relegation battle. But you've already told us that Arsenal are safe now. Thanks yeah, credit to the, term, man. Fantastic. The, 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 the win. The win today has kept them up. Forty-one. Gonna, Forty-one points. Gonna gonna have <laughs> Arsenal for another another season. Well done, yeah, lads. Man. Good. Good for them. Um, man. Yeah. Let's let's London. talk. Let's talk North London derby then. So who 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 wants to who wants to kick us off with this one? You kick, you kick us off. What do you think of it? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for you. The reason is because uh, I I caught it in bits. Mother's Day in it, so I didn't oh, get to watch all of it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, like we'll, we'll start with you, Jesse. It's what entertaining. Was, yeah, it's an entertaining game. I thought they played Arsenal played really well. If you're being honest, man. Obviously, it started with the shock that. Bamiyang was not going to start because he was late. Some, you know, black man timing. You know, obviously not good enough. But, um, and I, I respect that from Arteta because for such a massive game, for him to make that call and not start him, that's really bold. But I respect it because I think managers should do that. You can't, the captain of the club can't be late to games or late to meetings or whatever it was late for. So, it was right. To, it was right to bench him, and I think, I think it worked anyway because Lacazette played really well. Like he pressed, he linked play really well up there. Um, I thought Odegaard and Smith Rowe were, especially Smith Rowe. I thought he was brilliant today. Um, he looks like a. He, he plays like he's been playing for like. Looks like he's got a decade under his belt. The way he plays and moves and like he changes a pace that like, very. Very clever, and he, he had to beat in a Doherty for the whole game. Him and Tierney were ruined Doherty today. He was dreadful, man. Like, he's so bad. I, you know, you know when you're playing FM and you get that question in the press conference after the game, and you've you, you've had a stinker, and you get that question, and they're like, "Oh, why did you keep my man on the pitch?" That's exactly how Doherty was playing today. He was dreadful, but um, he didn't really have no help from Bell because Bell was just like Bell treated that game today like it was a like a pre-season, like getting your rust off, like just come out of lockdown type game. He was he was poor, and I was surprised that he he looked upset when he got substituted. But he can't have been really surprised that he saw his name, like his number, on the board. But yeah, Arsenal started really well. Obviously, conceded a mad goal. Um, that was a really cheeky goal from um, Lamella. Really cheeky goal. I couldn't. I, I I didn't. I thought he just shot it normal until the replay. 
because I was thinking I couldn't understand why um, I saw Rigolon do that with his slack on his head and I was thinking why have you done that and when I saw the replay and saw it was a Rabona I thought wrong that's a piss take and if they lose that game 1-0 and that was the goal at high, um, at the Emirates they wouldn't have been able to live that down but they, they came back into the game really well man it was a good finish from Odegaard which they deserved by that point because it was just a typical Jose type performance where they got the goal they started to sit back and they were time wasting on the throws and they're doing all that Jose stuff in it and yeah it was just, I thought it was a stonewall penalty as well. I didn't think it even needed VAR. I think as soon as I saw it, I thought it was a penalty. A good finish by Lacazette. And, yeah, Spurs had some late moments. Harry Kane obviously scored one. He was just offside, which was, I think, fair. Hit the post as well from just outside the box. Did he, did, he, did Harry Kane hit the post twice or was it just once? He was just, just once, once I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I think Cedric hit the post in the first half as well, didn't he, for Arsenal? But yeah, I thought in the end, Arsenal deserved the win, man. And, you know, Jose's obviously you can't, you can't help the fact that Son got injured so early and I think that changed it for him. But I thought I was surprised with, you know, the some of the changes he made. I wouldn't have brought on, I would have taken Bird off, but I don't think I'd have brought on Sissoko. He needed to have taken off Doherty and he didn't do that, which was really surprising. And in the end, yeah, I thought Arsenal deserved it. Yeah, no, I have to echo that, man. I have to echo that. I think, yeah, I thought Arsenal played well for at least 80% of that game. I don't think they, um, I think Spurs didn't really turn up till Lamella got sent off, which was weird because even when they were chasing the game, they they weren't playing like they were wanting to win that game. And, um, yeah, everything you said, Jesse, spot on. I think Smith Rowe was outstanding today. Um, even Xhaka thought played well. I thought he was going to lose his head at one point. I think there was a bit of a, a little bit of like a coming together with him and Lemen. I thought, ah, oh, that's it. His game's done now. But it, one of them was going to get sent off today, whether it was going to be Xhaka or Lamelo, because they're both kind of hot headed like that anyway. But um, but yeah, I just thought Spurs were flat. I don't know what happened to them. Obviously. Losing Son is a big loss to them because I think he's someone who who does a lot of work, and I feel like when either one of them's out, whether it's Kane or Son, the whole you notice it massively in in, in Spurs. Um, but I think they were poor anyway. Like you said, Doherty was just he may as well not started today. He may as well just started with the, the ten men because he was poor. And it's like we said last week's on last week's episode. It's almost like Jose doesn't trust him, and in a game where you've got to, like, it's not just about three points, like the North London derbies, probably one of the, the biggest derbies in terms of like, for me anyway, like from a neutral perspective and you're starting someone that you don't really trust. And I think Aurier could play there, Connie as well. So why not just play him? Do you know what I mean? He was on the bench. So why not just play him? Cause for me, he's, he's much better and he probably would have been better suited in a game like that today as well. But I think Lacazette's had a good game. I think he needed that. Like you said, Jesse, I think when you don't have a Bamian, you need your players to step up regardless of the situation, why they're not in the team, why they're on the bench, whatever. But he, he done well. Um, yeah. And Partey as well. Got to give him a little shout out. I thought he played well. He done really well in midfield um, alongside Xhaka. Um, but yeah, man, I think, I think, yeah, that was what Arsenal needed. Done, done a lot of teams a favour today as much as it sounds mad. 
Like done a lot of teams around trying to chase for chop, um, Champions League top four. Done them a favour today as well. And 41 points for Arsenal, man. Can't can't complain about that now. So another another season for them in the Prem, isn't it? You know, he's done, he's done well. And he's another one, what we were saying about Scott Parker and kind of like with, with Oli as well, with the players. I think they were playing for him. And like you can see that it's evident how what they're doing on the pitch and yeah, they they've they've done a lot of teams a favour, but you you look at them in the still in the Europa League and you know, they could still end up having a good season, to be honest. I have to see, maybe not, but yeah, they've done well today. They needed that win. Um bring themselves closer to, you know, finishing slightly higher than where they are. And yeah, but I'll tell you what was funny though. Like Jose was talking that real talk, that smack during the week, talking about I don't look down, I just I don't look down at the table and all that type of talk. And then, you know, once he loses, it's like oh the players, big players are hiding and things like that. It's like he never takes any responsibility for the poor form or some of the results when some of it is his fault, you know. Especially the changes and, you know, how he decided to go for the game in the end. But, yeah. I, I, and I echo what you said about Lamella. Like, I've, I've actually said it on Twitter, man. Like, I thought he should have got sent off before that anyway. Because the, the ref gave him, like, a million chances today. And, he was, yeah, he was, like, he was never going to finish the game. Oh, yeah, funny old game when you come on, score a mad goal, get two yellows and get sent off like some madness in it. <laughs> but yeah, we have to see what happens to Spurs, but their season looks like it's really it's weird though, because they're in a cup final, as we as we were talking about last week, they're in a cup final, still in Europe League. But they're forming the league. I think they're at that point now where they're just gonna have to sack sack the league off now. A bit like what he done to us when he was at, um, at United in the first season. I think they're just going to have to do that now. Rest Kane in the league. Rest on. Play the players that he doesn't rate in the league now. And just keep them ready for the Europa League. Because I think that's the only way that they're going to get Champions League football now, man. Because he's played Son too much. And you get you get hamstring injuries like that when you're playing too many games. He's ran him into the ground. Some of them games in Europe League, he didn't need to play him. That second legs when they've already won and things like that. He didn't need to play those games. So now he's going to have to make a decision and just like sac- probably sacrifice the league now. Because if they get into Europe next season, it's just going to be through the cup competitions. It's either going to be because they beat City in the Carabao Cup. That's how they get the Europa League. Or they only get Champions League football if they win the Europa League. So I think for me personally, I think they should just set the league off now. Rest came, wrap them up in Cottonwall and just keep it moving now. Firstly, uh, you man are rude, you know, talking about how Arsenal are safe from relegation, not taking a piss. But um, no, no, I think in all just coming back to, to a couple of things you guys have mentioned, I think I think I've got to address the, the party comment. I think he's been, he's an excellent player. And I think he's one of those guys. I think you always, you know, history is littered with players like this, but you think, why didn't we go for him? Why doesn't he play for my team? And I hate the fact that he plays for Arsenal. No disrespect to Arsenal, but I just, 
you just you just hate it because he's going to play well against your team and he's not playing for your team. Um, it's it's an interesting thing about the whole Spurs um, thing with Europe because they're in danger, obviously, getting absolutely nothing because you've got some strong English clubs left in the Europa League now, which is, happens, it seems, like every other season. Um, Man City don't look like they're ramping, so I wouldn't really bank against winning that game to get in in Europe, even if it's a one-off game. Pep that just looks like he, he, he doesn't really lose finals. I can't remember the last final that he's lost, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, I think it was, might have been in with Bayern. I think he lost one of the finals to Dortmund. But I think that's the only one I can think of. Oh, and he's lost the Spanish Cup final to Jose. Well, like when in like, like 1985 ago. or some shit. Like it's just, it doesn't really happen, does it? Do you know what I mean? Like if he gets to a final. Oh, just those two, yeah. Yeah, so um, I want to be banking on that. He could sack off. I mean, what, at the end of the day, what's he got to lose if he doesn't win the Euro, the, um, the the League Cup? And uh, you know, if that's his only option, they, it looks extremely unlikely they're going to finish in the in the top four. Now, I think what they they're, they're six points off fourth, but their their forms it looks a bit too up and down. I really don't see Chelsea falling out of that now. Um, and Liverpool are a dark horse that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever bet against Liverpool with the players that they've got and the manager that they've got. So you could sack it off, but it's a bit risky. But I think the, the biggest thing for me is um, watching them play and thinking that's great if they get in the Champions League next season. But so what <laughs> is that? If, I mean, if that's good enough, fine. But are we just going to be talking about the same thing again in a year's time again with Jose? Is it the football still going to be quite dire and boring to watch? Are they just not going to be winning the trophy again? Are they maybe not going to finish in the top four? Like what? What's the point? If you're happy with that, then that's cool. Um, and if that's that's good enough, then that's fine. And it's a similar thing. I don't want to talk too much about United, but it's all the rumours about Oli signing a, a new contract. You're just thinking, you know... If that's what you want, top four, when the other teams ain't playing so well, then great. And yeah, I think there's a lot of questions about managers and I'm just thinking about Arteta now. Smith Rowe, fantastic player. Odegaard, I think a great loan sign and they need to replace their front men. They, they, they're going to need, Aubameyang's not, he's not a spring chicken and Lacazette, he, he's he's a little bit patchy, but they've got, you know, they've got Saka, they've got some, some good talents there. Um, and I, I just wanted to ask him, and I'll throw this one at T. Dot. Arteta is he is he is he is he done enough to earn another year, even if it's not been a great season? Do you see Arsenal climbing up the table and you know getting a few more results before the season's out to bring them a bit closer? What would you think? I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. I think he's done. I think he's done what he can with the team that he's got in front of him. I still think there's a lot that needs to be done. He's getting the best out of the youngsters that he's got there in terms of Smith Rowe, Sako. Um, obviously, we've just mentioned Partey, who's who's playing really well as well. Um, but I still think there's a lot of work there. I, st- I still think there's a lot that, that go- that's going on behind the scenes that is almost spilling out into the public now. Because um, this Abamian thing, I'm sure this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Um, 
sure something else happened in the past. But in terms of football, footballing reasons, I think, yes, he needs another season. I don't see why. Change isn't always the answer, in it? And I think if you want to build momentum, and this is one of the things, obviously, from a Chelsea's perspective that I know very well, that if you want to try and build momentum and build things, you have to have that consistency with the manager. It's not going to happen overnight. And that's one of the things that, as a Chelsea fan, we don't sometimes understand. But I think he's done all right. I know he hasn't moved mountains. He hasn't done anything, you know, dramatically different. I think we're already now 10th, something like that in the league. Yeah, so they're 10th. So it's not like he's, he's pushed them into the top half, you know, pushing for Champions League or contention for the league or none of that. But I still think he's a manager that, you know, he knows he's got, he, I think he just needs the investment. I think they need to still invest in that club a little bit more. Because um, I feel like, you know, obviously, there's gaps in that squad completely. Um, but I think he's the right man to do that, man. I think he's the, the right man that can can push on with Arsenal. Yeah, and I think I agree as well. Like, I, I looked at it at the start of the season, especially after they won the World Cup and thought, World Cup, you know, bloody hell, I'm tired. The FA Cup, when they won the FA Cup, I thought they would have a, have a chance at having a decent season, but their squad is so, like, it needs a lot of work to be polite, isn't it? Like, it needs a lot of work. They need a lot of players. They need to improve parts of the starting eleven, and... They just need way more depth. I think if they had injuries in certain positions, as you've seen, like when Tierney's out and Cedric's playing left back, um, Bellerin looks like, you know, all the injuries have looked like they've caught up with him. He looks like he's lost a couple yards of pace. Um, Gabriel's a good centre-back, I think, potentially, but he needs someone alongside him. Um, Leno looks a bit shaky in goal. They need a lot. They need a lot of work. So I think for what they've got, I think he's done all right, man. Like, I don't. I didn't expect... Well, actually, I know. I, I said they were going to be in the European places, didn't I? Or nearabouts. They were thereabouts, but... You said that about everyone, though, innit? <laughs> yeah, and I was right. I was actually right about that, innit? I sat on the fence and all the men are in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't wrong, was I? But... Um, I think he deserves to be there, and if they, it's one of them ones. If they sack him, who, who's going to take that job? Like, no one. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they didn't give Arteta the job, who was going to? Who were they going to get? Like, you know, no one, no one wants that job right now. Anyway, man, let's be honest, isn't it? Like, so they're going to have to stick with him for a bit longer. Anyway, and I think he deserves it, and mm. he rided out that little patch just around Christmas time, I think, or just before Christmas. There was there was Arsenal fans, you know, oh, you know, they're doing their usual like want the mm. manager out thing. So he was he was nearly at the door, but they, they made the right decision to stick with him. Also, even though they're making mad losses when they get rid of these players just by ripping up the contracts, they're a man that needed to go, isn't it? Like, you know, Mustafi, um, Socrates and like them players, they were useless, isn't it? They're dreadful players. So, you, and you've seen Mustafi at Schalke, isn't it? Yesterday, scoring own goals and that. So, it's good that them man, he's got them out the door, isn't it? And they just need to build on what they've done this this season with the Smithrows, the Sackers, Martinelli's, um, uh, Kieran Gabriel. They need to build on that base now and go and get some really good players and add that to it and see if they can get themselves back into European contention properly next season. Because 
they can't really have many more seasons of Europa League and and um, flirting with mid-table. No, it's it's, it's true because I think I think they haven't been in the Champions League since Wenger's penultimate season. I'm right in thinking. So this is this is going back a little while now. Um, and to look to be fair, obviously we know now that probably not going to talk about the game, but West Ham lost to United today. Um, they're only seven points off them. When we, you know, when we start talking at the beginning of the year, Liverpool were second or third, I think. They're um, eighth now. So in in about, well, after the international break, in about a month's time, we could be talking about Arsenal in sixth place. Um and again, it's it's a it's a strange one because it's the end of the season now. Man City aside, Sheffield United aside, West Brom aside, it's just going to be about form, um, which is a cliche. But I don't know. I'd like to see the, the Arsenal of old um, being up there, challenging, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because it's always an exciting prospect, and it's always fun with the fans. But like you said, I think yeah, next season it, there's no there's no excuses really. I think they're the same, though, as what I said about Spurs. I think they're going to have to also make a decision on what they... Because they're still in the Europa League and they're playing well in the Europa League at the moment. They're also going to have to make that decision where they save certain men just for the Europa League if they want to really give themselves a chance of winning it and getting Champions League football. Because they, they're, they're, they're threadbare. Like, they've got less than Spurs have. And... Play like yeah, your Sackers and your Smith Rows and that, especially with Aubameyang as well. They can't play Thursday, Sunday like every week without rest and be at it. So at it consistently. So they're gonna also have to make that decision on whether they just throw their eggs in the Europa League basket. Because I think yeah, their last season in Champions League was under Wenger, and I think it was twenty was it the twenty fourteen twenty fifteen season? I think off the top of my head. So. That's, that's a long time ago. Or it might be 15, 16, but it's still a long time ago either way. They've been in Europa League for a long time now. No, I, I agree. I think the last thing I want to say is that, my, just of what you said, Jesse, if I was them, I would just scrap the Europa League. I, I, I obviously don't want to admit this as a, if you're working as part of that team. I don't really see them winning it. They might do, but I feel like if they stretch themselves too much, they end up getting knocked out of that. Their Premier League is formed. They're not going to take any momentum in. If I was them, I would just be thinking, do you know what? Let's just finish this Premier League season as strongly as we can. Go out and just win bare games and take that momentum into next season. And regardless of whatever happens, just go. I don't think being in the Champions League next season is going to help them. Like Financially, it will, and yet they'll be able to attract players. But they're in no position to even win that. If they're just not in that and they're not even in the Europa, they can just have a clean run at finishing top four bringing a couple of guys. The youngsters ain't going to leave anyway. The, the team is playing good enough, but it's, it's two sides of the, of, the, of, the, of the same coin because obviously, if, yeah, if you're in the Champions League, you can buy players, etc., etc. But I just feel like I'll just sack that off and just concentrate on form, style of play and just follow it through there. But yeah, um, I have to see. You might be right what you said about Arsenal anyway, but I'm just looking at it thinking, you know, if they are going to get into Europe, I think it's only going to happen through the Europa League. I can't see league position getting them into Europe. They're just, I think they're just too inconsistent. 
at the moment. And when you are inconsistent, you're usually good. They're good. If they're good in one-off games, like like today. And I think they could do well in the cup, but we have to see. Um, that Europa League could be anybody's man. I think they're all, all the teams left in there are. I won't say bang average, but you know, I, I watched our game with with Milan. Um, Roma still in there. Just all the kind of average teams at the moment, all full of all the inconsistent teams that are good on their day. So you have to see. But yeah, man, something for them to think about. Yeah, that's right. So if you're listening, Mikel, sort it out. Yeah, make a decision. Fucking stick with it. (laughs) Because otherwise, man might be finishing 12th and no Europe and no Europa League. So you've been warned. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That's episode 18. If you haven't already subscribed, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Uh, catch you running a bit, man. Yeah, cool. Thanks for listening. And obviously, yeah, let us know. Let us know your thoughts. And um, yeah, if you agree, disagree, if you think Arsenal can still finish top four, if Jose's done out here, if you want us to talk about Oli's new contract, even though we can't be bothered, but we can still talk about it. And um, yeah, we've got, obviously got some good shows coming up as well. We've got, we're hopefully looking to have some guests on talking about lots of different things. So yeah, thanks for listening and um, hit that subscribe button. 